What's up, humans? It is me. It is at Fruity is Alex. Another episode of Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. Fruity's fantabulous, fantastic fantasy fun time factory. <laughs> uh, with me at this time is the EVP of the WWF, the head honcho up north, brother. At I am Chris Thunder. How you doing, man? Yes, some might say I'm the chief brandy officer <laughs> because I sell brandy at the bottle store. Anyhow, I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's time for another month of fantasy booking. How are you going with your writing process, man? It's good. I write down a heap of bullet points and then Alex goes, Here's all these twists, and I go, oh, fuck. And then I go, uh, 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 this. <laughs> I would argue that, like, particularly year two, you've had a lot better twists than me. So far. <laughs> so far. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm finding it really well. I will say, though, uh, coming off uh, your last pay-per-view uh, to go into last month's show, I'm really disappointed with your first nice crow with the uh, the new champion that you didn't do one of two things. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. I didn't even think about it, to be honest. Um, yeah, absolute missed opportunity. Um, so this is month six humans, which means right around the corner, uh, I'll add very next episode of Fruity's Ultimate Game Show, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive. We're going to deep dive from year one, month six, all the way to year two, month six, and talk about what happened when Chris Thunder and I booked a fantasy wrestling show. Yeah, I like that show. It's a lot of fun. Plus, it's normally after hours, so I can drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've I've got a bottle of rum waiting for it. <laughs> it's it's one of the few podcasts where we do where I'm like, eh, let's have a few beers. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I find it helps to like if if we do like normally we record Fruity Solomon game shows at like ten in the morning, but if we do it a bit late. <laughs> It's really good to loosen up with a couple of stiff ones. Couple of Steve Weisers. Oh, hell yeah. Whatever uh, happened to that guy on my roster? <laughs> maybe we'll find out this month. Or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, so, month six. What have we got? What do you got coming up for us, man? I have... Uh, Battleground, so that sort of focuses on the uh, Cruiserweight tournament going into a championship championship opportunity at SummerSlam, plus announced is uh, Regal versus Finley in their third match for the European title. Beautiful. And uh, we're going to get patriotic today because I've got the Great American Bash. And I've got a Battle Bowl tournament, another tournament, but or or is it a tournament? Who knows? Uh, there's something. Anyway, 
we'll delve more into that later. Uh, and the winner of the Battle Bowl, Battle Royal, it will go on to face Chris Jericho for the World Heavyweight title in the main event on the same show. Um, yeah, uh, you just had King of the Ring. We got a new king. We got a we got new royalty in the World Wrestling Federation, and I don't know. I I better recognize him. Yeah, yeah, you're dealing with the real deal. <laughs> as, <laughs> as in the final for the King of the Ring, uh, D'Lo Brown defeated uh, Hulk Hogan uh, before uh, post-match uh, shenanigans saw Triple H get up from commentary but was attacked by Taz and Team Taz of the Mean Street Posse. Joey Abs, Pete Gass, and Rodney. Uh, we also had a small Queer the Ring tournament that saw uh, Jacqueline defeat Alicia Fox in the final. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have one question about the new King of the Ring. Yeah? Uh, I really... I really hope that you guys in the WWF thought long and hard about the sizing of his crown. Because that dude shakes his head a lot and that crown could fall off at a drop at a drop of a hat. <laughs> well, you left yourself open for that one. Yeah. Um I just picture like him with an oversized crown that's like a little bit too big for his head. And he's sh- shaking his head all the time, and it's just wobbling back and forth. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah>. Maybe. <laughs> um, last month, I had the Blood Sport Tournament. Um, basically resulted in the new heavyweights of, uh, what was it, Shoot Style. I keep going to say Strong Style. Heavyweights of Shoot Style champion. Barack Lesnar, who uh, defeated RVD in the final there after spirited effort. Um, we also had the return or the repackaging debut of Madame Maurice with her beautiful people by her side, challenging Trish Stratus for the women's title this month. And... We had Chris Jericho in the ring get interrupted by a mysterious code. And in the post-credits scene, we saw Shane McMahon lose everything financially. I did take note of your code, and I have it written down, and I still couldn't figure it out. Uh, uh, The problem is, if you figure it out, if I tell you, like, what the letters and the numbers mean it'll be really easy to figure it out (laughs) no no that's good i like suspense so i'm not gonna even give you a hint as to what um but yeah because as soon as you realize what the code means it's gonna spoil about three months worth of hype (laughs) Ooh. so there's a little deep dive a little bit of insight into what we got in store there. Um, Did you just say insider trading? Yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm very excited to reveal 
what the code is. And uh, to today we'll get our first sort of hint of um, a brand new pay per view concept I've got coming up soon. Ooh, okay. Because even though it's only month six, we're on the road to Starcade. Long build, buddy. <laughs> Long build? What's that? <laughs> we ain't hotshot. Hot we ain't hotshotting. <laughs> okay. If you say so. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose. Do we need to go over the twists or should we just get straight into it? Uh, let's let's go over the cr- the, the crisps the the twists the crisps oh the crisps Ooh. <laughs> I might actually message Eliza to bring home some chippies um, <laughs> uh, uh, light and tangy thanks Lars <laughs> hang on just pulling it up now as I waste time and it's gone it's gone nah um. So last month, the WWF drew out a block card. So that's something handy to keep in the back pocket. Uh, so we now, full disclosure, both have one in our back pocket. Yeah, it's going to be a case of Uno, plus two, plus four, double block. <laughs> um, and WCW drew a retirement card for... The spiritual advisor, Mr. Fuji. Leave the memories alone. Yeah. And WCW released uh, two people and picked up two people. Surprises? Uh, Some of, perhaps, maybe, even? Not this month. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, kicking us off today will be the World Wrestling Federation. Ooh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) So, Raw, week one. WWF representative Vern Gagne is in the ring. Says that uh, following last last night's attack backstage of Jim Barnett uh, in his office, uh, was attacked last night. Sorry. Commissioner Jim Barnett was attacked last night in his office by someone unknown. Unfortunately, there was no CCTV in his office at Madison Square Garden. Now, he's in a stable condition, but he's in a coma. So, right now, he's unable to tell us who attacked him. Oh, my goodness. What, you didn't expect me to go this far? (laughs) It's some real Alex Williams writing, so (laughs) to go that far with an injury, I love it. Uh, where are we? Uh, after an emergency meeting of the WWF executive board, uh, they came to the conclusion that uh, Jim Barnett is unable to remain commissioner and fulfil his duties. Thus, I've been granted the role of acting commissioner. My first act is to suspend Taz for a month and have the executive board fully look into the legality of the team Taz contracts. Also, given the ECW representative Joey Styles' connection to Taz, there will be a review into him as well as the ECW champions. I love it. 
the first match of the night was Boogie Nights versus Rotten Balls. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, if anyone's listened back to uh, last month, this is where I uh, subbed out the funks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where are we? I've uh, got to find my revised notes here because the news coming out about the funk, I'm like, eh, rewrite. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, it's all uh, all out extreme action with Ron and Balls attacking Disco with chairs. And as Alex is searching under the ring, he finds the dancing duct as the crowd is chanting. But as he goes to lift it up, Ron is on the floor and swings the chair at Alex, knocking the duck back into the crowd, rows deep. And uh, in the ring, Disco passes out for the uh, for the team of Ron Balls to gain the win. Awesome. Uh, backstage, Joel Gertner is confronted by Taz, trying to enter the building. Then ECW representative Joey Styles arrives and asks Taz to leave, uh, who claims to have done nothing wrong before leaving. Very good. Match number two is the Mexican Connection versus Enochism in a women's tag match. Hamada and uh, Nikito. Oh my goodness, I'm butchering names again, Alex. Uh, uh, where are my notes? Hamada and Bull Nakano are determined to impress Noki, making fast work of Rosita and Sarita. Following that, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus the local talent with a fast uh, fast win for Ricky, who gets the diving crossbody for the win. Post-match, awesome. uh, Ricky talks to Howard Finkel about entering the Global Lightweight Series this year, a one-night tournament. He wants to make his family proud again. Very good. Joel Gertner is backstage with Fit Finley. He says that him and Regal are one apiece, and at Backlash, he wants a European rules match. Oh, yeah. The Impact players versus the Funks. Uh, Terry and Dory are more experienced, but Lance Storm and Justin Credible uh, are more experienced, but Lance Storm and Justin Credible are just too fast as Lance applies the Canadian Maple Leaf on Dory for the win. Very good. Main event segment with the Hall of Pain in the ring. Mark Hattery said, I'm challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam. Jacqueline is challenging for the World Women's Championship. Booker and Stevie will be entering the hunt for the tag team goal. Kay Quick will be entering the hardcore division. And Elix Skipper, well, he's going to do us proud in the Global Lightweight Series at uh, Battleground. Um, so what about D'Lo Brown, I hear you ask well, tell him D'Lo um, so he passes the mic over to D'Lo, he says so this here contract allows me to challenge for any title at SummerSlam as Mark Henry said, the team has plans and so do I I will challenge the European champion at SummerSlam as well as the Intercontinental champion um, I want both in a three-way dance, winner take all, because you're dealing with the real deal. Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> and thus we end week one of Raw. 
Awesome stuff. Very good. Very compelling. I'm all in on I'm all in on the Hall of Pain. I'm all about it. Every single person in that stable is just fantastic. I hope that at some point you have to draw out a six side of steels, a six sides of steel card, so you can have Elix Skipper do his famous spot off the top of it. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. Um, every single person in that stable, I, I would probably push pretty heavily if I had them. If only. Yeah. Well, I had one of them for a month and he instantly got a title. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Make note of former championship. Anyhow, uh, yeah. Nitro. All what right. we got? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are the good brothers in the Nitro zone? <laughs> uh, I was hanging on to that, too. <laughs> uh, Swigger disgusting pre-mixed rum for the working man uh, I don't know who left that in my fridge but I'll t- make the most of it alright Warwick Thompson for the beverage sponsorship <laughs> this week <laughs> oh man no he, he wouldn't leave any he leaves no can behind that man um, alrighty week one WCW Nitro on the road to the Great American Bash. We are live from Albany, New York, and we get a cold open from his home in Philadelphia of an injured Paul Heyman still recuperating from that F5 from Brock Lesnar two months ago. He's not a trained competitor. He's not used to taking bumps. Paul Heyman's in a neck brace. He says that he loves Vince's idea of the battle bowl, but he doesn't necessarily agree with having Jericho face someone who's wrestled three times in the same night. So over the next four weeks, we will have the four tag team lethal lottery matches. And at the Great American Bash, the winners of those tag team matches will meet in the battle bowl battle royal and Jericho will face the winner in the main event. So we're not doing the lethal lottery tag matches on pay-per-view after all. Mean Gene is on the stage, and he spins the lethal lottery tumbler. Um, Are you familiar with what the Battle Bowl is? Just before before we get into this, so I know whether to explain it thoroughly. Um, Isn't it? uh, What? What was it called in TNA? Is it Ooh. similar to that? Yeah, they, what was um, it? Joker's Wild or something like that? Oh, yeah, I'm Joker's pretty sure. Joker's Wild does sound familiar because I know that was a one-night one night only pay-per-view for a while, so it might have been that. Yep. Um, yeah, but for those unfamiliar, why don't you just uh, explain the rules anyway? So it's... Uh... A series of tag team matches are randomly selected tag teams. So you could have a team of perhaps their two tag team partners, perhaps they're two people that are feuding against each other. You could have a team of one tag team partner and a different tag partner against the first person's tag partner and the second person's tag partner. And the winners of each tag match go on to a battle royal. And in this situation, the Battle Royal 
will happen at the pay-per-view and the winner will face Chris Jericho the same night. So, Mean Gene's on stage. He spins the lethal lottery tumbler and the first name that gets pulled out is the animal, Batista. It's now to, time to find out who his partner is. And it's Raven who comes out with Bueller. Their opponents are, first drawn out, it's Tommy Dreamer, who's now a part of the flock. It's a new look Tommy Dreamer. His goatee's grown out a bit into a beard. He's wearing a Raven t-shirt, leather jacket, ripped jeans. And this is evidence of how random the lethal lottery can be. Tommy's new allegiance to Raven is going to be tested immediately. And his partner is Orale Conan. Conan comes out. But Tommy Dreamer immediately attacks Conan. Dreamer Valley Driver on the steel ramp. He rolls Conan in the ring. And the bell rings. Conan slowly gets up and Batista's the legal man. Big spear from Batista. The crowd starts doing a somewhat familiar chant. It sounds something like... And and Batista hits a jackhammer for the three count. And Batista and Raven advance to the Battle Bowl Battle Royal. Raven walks over and hugs Tommy and says thank you and tells Bueller to go to Tommy and Tommy and Bueller share a kiss. It's almost like Raven is bribing Tommy with the affection of Tommy's own wife. All right. Um, Sorry to interrupt. I did look up, yeah, Joker's Wild in uh, TNA is the same principle as uh, Lethal Lottery. Very good. Uh, continue on, sorry. No problem. Uh, out comes the new television champion, Norman Smiley. He defends his television title in lucky fashion against Crash Holly. Wins with a roll-up. Smiley moves to one on his now, as we heard at the pay-per-view uh, last month, his road to the now-changed lucky 13. The Road Warriors come out and they squash some locals in very Road Warrior fashion. After the match, Mean Gene's in the ring with the Road Warriors and Paul Ellering. Ellering says that they've they've accomplished everything there was to accomplish in that other company. But they are here in the WCW for some of the best tag team competition in the world. And they want the gold. But they know they have to work up the ladder. Tell them, Hawk. Well, we're here to snack on danger and dine on death. Scary, huh? What a rush. Um. (coughs) (laughs) We go backstage and... We see a television screen. What's that? What's that on the screen? Is that the Boogie Knights wrestling rotten balls? The camera zooms out 
we see a recliner. It's reclined all the way back. The camera pans back around. It's Scott Steiner. He's asleep on his recliner. <laughs> Iron Sheik and Rick Steiner wake him up and say, hey, man, what are you doing? And Scott Steiner frantically wakes up, has no idea where he is. He looks at the TV screen and he goes, ah, I hate ducks. And he grabs his dumbbell, which was beside him, and throws it through the TV screen. <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah, I asked about this last week, our uh, last episode. <laughs> um, all right. Madame Maurice comes out and she's introducing a new wrestler. That's right. It's her brand new American gigolo. All right. He quickly squashes Jamie Noble and beats him with a familiar looking sit out neck breaker. Trish Stratus attacks Maurice on the ramp, but the American gigolo pulls Trish away. Trish tries to fight them off, uh, tries to fight off from the gigolo and accidentally rips off his bow tie from around his neck and reveals a long and disgusting looking scar around his neck. It's real jagged looking. Trish backs away and gets sneak attacked by Angelina Love and Velvet Sky whilst the gigolo helps Maurice get away. Yes, this new character, the American gigolo, he seems somewhat familiar. Uh, the Hardy Boys with Leader confront the Dudley Boys with Spike Dudley backstage, and they have a proposition for the Dudleys. Matt says that they went to war at Super Brawl, and it wouldn't be fair to our fans to follow up that TLC match with just a generic wrestling match. So how about you let us decide a stipulation fitting for our match at the Great American Bash? Bubba reminds the Hardys that it was the Hardys who decided the TLC stip, so perhaps it's time for the Dudleys to choose a stipulation. The two tag teams start to bicker back and forth and almost resort to blows, but Spike and Leader hold back their respective allies, and Leader yells, Stop! I have an idea for how I have an idea how about next week on Nitro we have a singles match. Spike Dudley versus me. If Spike wins, the Dudleys choose the step. If Leader wins, the Hardys choose. Everyone agrees. Uh, it's Thunder Hour time. New Jack joins the commentary team for the next match. It's Cactus Jack versus Rhino in an Extreme Rules match. Rhino dominates early, but once the plunder gets involved, Cactus Jack takes control and eventually gets the win after Rhino misses a gore on the outside and runs into the ring post. And Cactus hits an elbow drop off the apron for the three. New Jack gets up from commentary and raises his title in front of Cactus, but both men get attacked by the pairing of Bam Bam Bigelow and Shane Douglas. Bam Bam hits a huge diving headbutt to Cactus through a table in the ring. Cactus is stretched out and taken to a hospital in an ambulance. Uh, hang on. 
Thunderground. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Thunderground time. So we're going down to the Thunderground. Vince McMahon is the new host of the Thunderground. And Brock is sitting on Meng's old throne in the underground with his newly won Hoss title around his waist. Vince dares anyone to fight in the Thunderground and impress the champ and prove themselves worthy of a future title shot. Out comes Glacier, who awaits an opponent, and out comes the lethal weapon, Steve Blackman. They have a spirited striking exchange, but neither man gets the advantage when all of a sudden, out comes Meng, who lays out both men with headbutts and tongue and death grips. Meng points at Brock, and it appears he wants his throne back. Uh, the Big Show squashes two locals in a handicap match, but after the match, he gets blindsided by The Rock. But Show eventually fights back and chokeslams Rock through an announce table. All right, main event time. This was announced in the last episode. A lethal lottery decided gauntlet to determine the number one contender for the US title. Buckle in, folks. <laughs> Almost done. All right. Um, main chains once again drawing from the lethal lottery, and the first person drawn is DDP. The second person drawn is the second person drawn is Hardcore Holly. After five minutes, DDP is about to hit the diamond cutter, but Goldust runs in and low blows Hardcore Holly. This, uh, the ref disqualifi disqualifies DDP, and DDP is eliminated from this gauntlet, all because of gold dust. DDP immediately jumps on gold dust, and they get broken up by security. We overhear DDP challenge gold dust to a bull rope match at the Great American Bash. We see gold dust nod his head, and the match is official. Hardcore still down when his opponent gets drawn out. One of a kind! It's Rob Van Dam. RVD gets up hand early and quickly pins Holly after a jumping roundhouse kick. Next drawn out is the buzzsaw Tajiri. They have a fast-paced five-minute exchange, but eventually RVD hits a split-legged moonsault for the win. Next drawn out is Rick Steiner. Eventually, RVD fights back after a five-minute beatdown and rolls up Steiner for the three. Scott Steiner and Iron Sheik come out and beat down RVD before the final drawn participant comes out. Mangene looks shocked. He says, surely this isn't possible. But I guess they said anyone could be drawn in a lethal lottery. RVD's final opponent. What? No way. It's Lita. Lita comes out and RVD's out cold. Lita runs in and hits a moonsault. And to the shock of the entire world, Lita is your new number one contender for the US title. Edge comes out and laughs at Lita. Lita grabs a mic and says that he might have a restraining order out against her. 
but because this match is signed for already by you, that waves the restraining order for up until the next match, uh, for up until our match. Edge is doing the sarcastic, wiggly fingers, pretending to be scared. Lita says they have unfinished business. It's about time Lita gets her revenge for everything Edge did to her last year. It's official. Edge versus Lita for the US title at the Great American Bash to end a huge episode of Nitro. Wow, that's a really good show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Going hard uh, again this month. <laughs> now, Lita never competed in the men's rumble during her time. It was only China from that Attitude Era. Did she ever challenge for a men's title other than the hardcore? Not to my knowledge. She did have some intergender matches, though. Yeah, I do remember that. I just wasn't sure if they were for any um, titles at the time. Yeah, I was just... This was actually a last-minute decision. Ooh. And I um, was just like, oh, let's have a look at any loose ends I have from many stories. It's like, eh, I could do this. Let's do it. <coughs> Fair enough. Uh, week two, I guess. Let's do it. In okay. your eye. Bow, 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 bow. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> okay. Kicking off Raw. Week two. Acting WWF Commissioner Vern Gonya is in the ring. He addresses the crowd saying there is going to be some big changes starting tonight. Firstly, while Joe Styles will... Uh, will remain as the ECW representative for that locker room. He is no longer a member of the executive board, effective immediately. He will just serve as a consultant. As for Taz, he's been suspended for an additional week and will be for every week that he appears. Very good. Uh, match number one, a hardcore division match of K-Quick, Versus Val Venus. Uh, sort of your typical Attitude Era match. Uh, brawling up along the uh, the rampway. Uh, but Truth hits a wrestling move with the light. I said Truth. K-Quick hits <laughs> the light detector. A wrestling move to win this hardcore matchup. Uh, following that after commercial is Harlem Heat versus the Briscoes. It is all Harlem Heat. As a Booker T scissor kick. On Gerald gets the pin one two three. Backstage, we see El Snow in the boiler room. Uh, as the camera pans in, we can see him talking to somebody, and we pan around the corner, and it's head sitting on a chair. You see, they can't find us in here. What do you mean that you told him that we were at Raw? No, I don't want to go and talk to him in their locker room. No, I don't care that you invited them with cheese. We're done with cheese. But I want you to hear talk about cheese again. And the camera just sort of slowly exits. I'm having fun with this. <laughs> uh, in ring, the FBI declare they're holding a uh, sit-in for ECW member Joey Stiles. So we go to commercial. And as we return, Acting Commissioner Vern Gagne comes out on the ramp. He proclaims that if you want to be renegades, then you'll be treated as such. From now on, 
you will defend those rogue titles every single night, <laughs> starting Ooh. right now. Oh, and and you have to nominate your two before you find out who your mystery opponents are. So an impromptu oh. ECW World Tag Team Championship match, the team of Big Nunzio and Tracy Smothers, the defending champions under the Freebird rules, versus the American Miles, American Miles, American Miles, American Miles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scotty Riggs and totally buff Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Because I had to put all these personas in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically the same. It's just a name change. Oh, yeah. so how did that guy not get bought in the Fed? Oh, that's right. Because the crowd wanted him. And Vince was like, okay, you're going to get him in. Where Tacoma, was that? Washington. At- Sorry? Tacoma, Washington. Why do I know that? <laughs> Why of all places... Is that in Tacoma and not like Atlanta, Georgia or Florida or Carolina? I believe the week before they were in Atlanta and the week after they were in North Carolina. Proof that that WWF were trying to bury him to begin with. One one week we're going to do like a four-part odyssey on the damn invasion. (laughs) <laughs> just yeah, to get out of my system. This is, uh, a, I reckon, not the first time that you've brought this up, so I'm bracing myself for it. I haven't rewatched that era in a while either. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, anyhow, mystery opponents. The American males just um, buff and rig as Venus was in the hardcore match tonight. He's not ringside. It's an odd pairing of Tracy Smothers in the ring early, doing a lot of the work with the big man on the outside. The big man. Big man? The big man. Yes. (laughs) Um, Back and forth stuff. Eventually, hot tag to Big Nunzio. Knocks down Riggs off the apron. Knocks down Buff. Goes to pose, but Buff makes a tag to Riggs, who walks into a big boot. And, um, and, hang on. And the choke slam by Big Nunzio as the FBI retain their championships. Very good. Uh, following that, an Enochiism segment backstage with Joel Gertner as um, Joel is like saying, oh, you're looking forward to uh, returning to Japan for In Your House. And Enochi's going, yes, we shall not let down Enochiism. And everyone's just sort of there, quiet and humble in the background. And then he goes, Tucker, Liger, Global White Light Series. <laughs> and they walk off. <laughs> I'm trying to... <laughs> do that as nicely as I can. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Or I could just go for E and C and uh, commentate over Tucker. (laughs) Yeah, no. Nope. Uh, Main event time, we see... Where was our notes? Oh, yes, we see the team of Immortal back in tag team action of Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Agnell with Deborah ringside, Hulk Hogan just watching from the back as they take on uh, as they take on, where did I put my damn notes? As they take on the team of Bruno San Martino and Dusty Rhodes uh, quick back and forth match here with um, Angle applying an ankle lock to 
Bruno. Uh, Jeff with the figure four on Dusty. Double submission in the ring. The ref just awards the victory to Immortal as Hulk is uh, now out on the stage just giving the thumbs up. Good work, uh, brother. <laughs> yeah, that sort of uh, ends week two that I have there. So a bit more build-up in my uh, tag division slowly. We're getting there, but uh, a okay. few more names announced for the uh, the Global Lightweight Series. Maybe a couple of uh, surprise names as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm really curious to see um, the development of Immortal over time too. I'm just really curious as to what the Endgame is. I'll look forward to that. Endgame? That's my month 12 pay-per-view. You bastard. <laughs> you ruined it, damn it. <laughs> it's funny uh, you we... say that. My month 8 pay-per-view is totally just the title of a Marvel movie. Hang on. WCW, the dark world. <laughs> uh, WCW WC... presents Chris Jericho and the Wasp. <laughs> WCW presents Far From Home. <laughs> Coming to you from That's not bad, Rome, Italy. <laughs> that would actually work. I'm actually, yep. Take a note. <laughs> <laughs> Just gave him the concept for in your house. Anyhow. Uh, all week right. two, brother. Week two. We are live from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I have no idea why I chose that. <laughs> why? Why? Is it? Is Pennsylvania like a big former NWA WCW territory? They occasionally did shows there, but it's more of a WWF thing. I okay. think my my game plan is to pick locations near where my pay per view is going to be. Ah, very good. So it's like a r- ideal sort of like touring schedule, and it makes <laughs> sense in my head. Like what you mean? You're not going to Tacoma, Washington, to Atlanta, Georgia, to Buffalo, New York, to <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah, I'm not going from Alaska to to New Mexico in a week. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So live from the prestigious Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. No offense to anyone from Harrisburg. Uh, we opened the show with the debut episode of the highlight reel with Chris Jericho. He's got his somewhat expensive Geratron 300. It's just this giant analog TV and he changes the knob with the dial to reveal the highlight reel logo. <laughs> Do you re- like your parents would have had a massive old analog TV, like one of the big box looking things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember like the first TV I remember us having was like one of those old box ones that has like the wood grain style paneling <laughs> on the sides and everything. Like that's yeah. how you know it's fancy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Continue on, sir. All right. Jericho's in the ring with his entire ruthless aggression era. Vince McMahon, Brock Lesnar, The Big Show, Edge Batista. And Jericho says he doesn't care who wins the Battle Bowl Battle Royal. Because at the end of the night, he will remain the king of the world. 
he also says that he is a huge rock star and all of his loyal Jericho-holics should look forward to hearing his debut single coming out very soon. Batista talks about wanting to know who's next in his quest to win the Battle Bowl. The crowd starts doing that oh-so-familiar chant again. I can't quite make out what it is. Um, and he promises that if he wins the Battle Bowl, Battle Royal, Batista will lay down for Jericho because he knows where the food on his table comes from. And he wants Chris Jericho to feed him more. <laughs> I'm trying to make Batista the inspiration for Ryback in hindsight. <laughs> um, Vince speaks for Brock and says that his son is on the streets all because of Meng. Meng is a failure and will never get his throne back. Brock's going to take out Meng. Big Show says Rock is just a flash in the pan. Big Show, on the other hand, has been in an Adam Sandler film. Big Show's a huge movie star, unlike Rock, who hasn't even won a title in WCW yet. Wait, wait, wait. So, Captain Insano is canon? <laughs> Captain Insano's canon. Yes! <laughs> Captain Insano shows no mercy. Yeah. Can- yeah. Uh, his def- I've definitely taken note of Captain Insano for the future. Maybe not this year, but maybe the next. Are you there? Oh, yeah, sorry, I was having a drink. I thought you <laughs> were yeah. continuing on. Uh, I yeah, do sorry. have ideas as well if I get him. Yeah. Oh, maybe I could offer up somebody in... Uh, in a trade. <laughs> you could, you could. I'm always open. The okay. lines are always open. Anyway, um, Edge then says he's going to do to Lita what she wishes he would do for her every night, and that is beat her ass. <laughs> but he'll be watching close when she has a match against Spike Dudley tonight. This We're meant to be writing for Attitude Era, people, all right? So don't cancel me. <laughs> yeah, what we're saying is pretty tame if you go back and watch the tapes. Yeah. And what's the most we've done? I think the weirdest thing you've done is the gold stuff, uh, Dally Stalker. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's I'm, all very like, tame compared to the character at the time. I subtly insinuated a three-way relationship between Edge, Ric Flair, and Lita, but... Never outright said it. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do, like, bra and panties and stuff like that. And this is all uh, relatively to the context of what uh, movie fan fiction, sort of that era, as well, uh, that uh, genre as well. So, Yeah. It's all, all a grain of salt. And we're, yeah, as Alex said, we're not going out there. Oh, we got these women. Oh, let's yeah. go. Might have had a WrestleMania bra panties matches. Oh, oh. Yeah. No. Re- <laughs> wrestle in an inflatable pool filled up with fake poo. 
No. Yeah. No, not happening. All right. So that's a weird tangent. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. This is what happens when we drink and we do this show. Uh, Norman Smiley successfully defends his television title against Jamie Noble and moves to two on his road to 13. Backstage, the Freebirds, Hayes and the Von Erics are drinking whiskey and lifting weights when they get interrupted by Sheiky Baby and the Steiners. They make fun of the Freebirds for drinking and say they need to start working out their legs because the three of them, Scott Steiner says, have chicken legs. And I bet, and I guess, I can guess what your favorite coffee is. It's decafed. <laughs> because you got little calves. <laughs> um, the Freebirds tell them that they didn't understand a word any of them said. And Sheik starts going, Oh, what are you talking about, Baba? Ah, don't you understand what I'm saying? And the Freebirds just look confused. Sheik and the Steiners get frustrated and beat down the Freebirds. Mean Gene later on announces that a match has been made for the Great American Bash. The Freebirds versus the Iron Sheik and the Steiner Brothers. All right, uh, Jake Roberts, Sting, Lex Luger, The Great Muda, and Vampiro get in the ring. We've been looking forward to hearing from these guys since Super Brawl. Jake says he's been talking to his new friend, Sting. We're sick of the games. It's time this comes to a head. So on behalf of Sting, he officially challenges The Undertaker to a match. The Ministry interrupt them on the big screen, and Paul Bearer says that Sting needs to prove himself before the Lord of Darkness, yes. But the Undertaker is a giving Lord who will give Sting an opportunity. I can't do that voice the whole time. <laughs> he will give Sting an opportunity if Sting beats each individual member in the ministry in a singles match on pay-per-view over the coming months. Then, and only then, will The Undertaker give Sting a match. The big boss man steps up and says Sting won't even make it past the first match because the first match will happen at the Great American Bash. Undertaker says for the time being, Sting should be more concerned about how dangerous it is to bring a snake into his crow's nest. Jake tells Undertaker to shut the hell up. Sting grabs the mic and talks for the first time in over a year and says he agrees with Undertaker. That's a hell of a name. This is my crow's nest. Undertaker, I agree to your terms. And after I beat all of your boys over the next six months, and I beat you. I want the ministry to disband. Undertaker nods his head and Sting simply says, it's showtime, and he beats his chest. And that's the first hour. <laughs> uh, Thunder hour time, Spike Dudley versus Leader. Ten-minute match, the Dudleys and Hardys brawl outside. Ref gets distracted. Edge runs in, hits Leader in the head with his title and runs through the crowd. Spike hits the acid drop and gets the win. Spike grabs the mic 
as the Hardys and Dudleys continue to brawl and says that the tag title match will be a Hell in a Cell match. The Dudleys stop and say, Spike, you weren't meant to say that, but the match is made official. So we're going to have the Hardys versus Dudleys in a Hell in a Cell, a thing that I'm surprised they never did. Cage match, maybe? Cage match they did. I'm shocked they never put the Hardys, the Dudleys, or Edge and Christian in a Hell in a Cell. I'm shocked they didn't tell Jeff to jump off it. (laughs) Jeff ended up jumping off it anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm um, shocked they just never had an official match like that. Um, I, yeah, so am I now that you mention it. Uh, yeah. Continue on. Goldust is in a dark rope with a bull rope, and he says, Dally, it's time to end this. I just wanted you to want me as much as I want you. But after the Great American Bash, I'll finally get what I want. You tied up in rope. After I shatter your dreams. And then I'll finally get to move on. But you will never forget the name of. Gold dust. Uh, Trish gets attacked backstage by the beautiful people. Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. Maurice says the next week. Will be Trish versus Velvet Sky. And the following week Trish versus Angelina Love. Uh, the Road Warriors beat another set of locals pretty quickly. New Jack and Cactus Jack are talking backstage and say that even though they love inflicting unimaginable pain on each other, they have great respect for each other, and they challenge Bam Bam and Shane Douglas to a tag match on week four. Out of nowhere, Bam Bam and Douglas sneak attack and throw both men through windows backstage. Both men get taken out of the arena. Cactus Jack, second week in a row, get take gets taken out in an ambulance. Poor Cactus. Poor, poor Cactus. Uh, Batista squashes Crush Holly with a spear and a jackhammer. Uh, back to the Thunderground. We get there in the middle of a fight and we see Steve Blackman beat down an unnamed opponent and challenges Meng for next week. Vince and Brock accept on Meng's behalf, and Vince says if Blackman injures Meng, Blackman will get a title shot the following month and a $100,000 reward. Blackman nods his head and pulls out a bag full of weapons and says that that won't be a problem. All right. (laughs) Main event time. It's another Battle Bowl lethal lottery tag match. Uh... The first randomly drawn person, he has to come back out here. Oh, poor, poor dude. He just got squashed by Batista, but it's Crash Holly again. And his partner is Headbanger Mosh. Well, main eventers. Uh, Their opponents are first drawn out, the American Gigolo, accompanied by the beautiful people and Madame Maurice. Uh, Main Jane draws out the next name and says, well, we learnt last week anything can happen with a lethal lottery, but I don't know how this is possible. Didn't he get taken out earlier tonight? 
he shows the name to the camera and it says it says dude love music's hitting that's a new song oh my god the dude's got a new theme and we see an ambulance arrive at the side of the stage but it's not the same ambulance we saw earlier this time it's a white Volkswagen combi with a red cross and an ambulance painted on the side Dude gets in the ring. After limping down the ramp, Dude has multiple bandages all over him. He can't take his eyes off the American gigolo, as if it's someone familiar to him. Five-minute match. Finish comes when Mosh gets clotheslined out of the ring. Dude locks a mandible claw, a.k.a. the love handle on Mosh, and the gigolo hits a neck breaker whilst the Dude has the handle locked in. That move seems really familiar. Dude gets the pin. Dude and the Gigolo advance to the Battle Bowl, Battle Royal. Dude and the Gigolo start dancing together in a really familiar fashion, but we hear Maurice say, you owe me, remember, to the Gigolo, and she drags him out of the ring. The Gigolo turns around, quickly shrugs his shoulders at Dude, almost like he's saying, sorry, I have to do this. Dude looks down, but starts dancing again to end Nitro. Wow. That is a, a big week of uh, a Nitro. Yeah, uh, this American Gigolo thing. <laughs> I really hope the fans get into this, because I'm putting a lot of investment into it. <laughs> uh, you never know. Like yeah, there's someone I want from your roster, by the way. I just remembered. So if you, I just realised there's someone on your roster that I'm not sure if you've even debuted him yet. That would be what, great with my American Gigolo. Well, type it out and I'll let you know. As uh, Alex uh, brings up the results here, uh, just a, a brief pause. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. So halfway have, through the month. Have you debuted this man? Dishmang. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he was on the sh- Raw last week. Oh my god! Of course he was. That might yeah. have been when I was having a drink. Oh goodness gracious! Right. Anyhow. Anyway, I want him. Bro. <laughs> I want him. Oh, uh, I could think of somebody else you want for that character as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Raw, week three or four? Uh, three. 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 Yeah, uh, three. Yep. I don't um, know why I looked at my watch. <laughs> I just oh looked at my gosh, watch. This is going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kick off. Vern Gagne in the ring calls out the FBI saying, okay, yeah, if any of you are in a singles match earlier in the night, you can't compete under the free bird rules for the tag titles. So, Big Nuncio, you're in action right now against this man. And uh, Howard grabs the mic. From the French Alps, Andre the Giant. <laughs> so, the uh, rest of FBI have gone back to locker room. It's just 
big Nunzio against Andre the Giant at meeting that never happened. <laughs> um, back and forth, back and forth. Sort of a, a big man showdown here, each trying to take each other off their feet. And Nunzio uh, sort of uh, with one leg as Andre's trying to, uh, to like, um, bear hug him. Kicks Andre's uh, knee to buckle him. Gets out. Um, big running clothesline to Andre to wobble him. Grabs him. Choke slam. Bang. One, two, three. Big Nunzio has just pinned Andre the Giant in the middle of the ring. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing, and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, do you now? Anyhow. Uh, continuing on from that, we see the Hart Foundation in trio's action of Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, against the team of the American Males. Fancy that! <laughs> <laughs> totally buff Marcus Alexander Bagwell, uh, Scotty Riggs, and their new personal close friend, Val Venus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been teaming teaming for a little while here. I, um, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, good back and forth matchup here, but Brett ultimately gets the uh, sharpshooter here on Scotty Riggs for the win. Yeah. Uh, following that, we have a uh, backstage promo with Jacqueline being interviewed by Joel Gertner. Jacqueline saying, while she's queen of the ring, she won't need to compete. But she is having an impromptu warm-up match tonight before SummerSlam, and she's agreed to let Vern Gonya name her opponent in the main event later tonight. Yeah. Uh, back in ring. Uh, oh, my goodness. Where would I put my notes? Why do I keep putting it on separate pages? Jeez. Jesus. Zandig. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> No, no, I can't do no. that. I was no. thinking, hmm, do I pick that for a review away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anywho, we see the matchup of Mr. Perfect Kurt Hanning taking on Ready Ready Piper. Both men brawling, uh, spill over the ropes, around ringside, referees counting. One, two, both men still brawling over the barricade near the timekeeper. Six, seven. They realise the count. Uh, perfect goes to walk back in. Piper trips him. Nine, ten. Calls for the bell, but the bell's been knocked over. <laughs> so the referee's just going, eh, shrugs his shoulder and just sort of waves his hand like a baseball keeper signalling they're not safe <laughs> to call the end of the match. Jumps out of the ring, goes over to Howard Finkel so he can announce... This match has been ruled a double count out and both and all the crowd boos. Oh. Referees come down to separate the two men who begin to scuffle ringside. Oh. Following that, we have a... Where are my notes? I am terrible at note-keeping. I think we've established that, Alex. Yeah, it happens at least twice every fugs. <laughs> <laughs> like... 
Yeah, there's a few things in life that are certain. Death, taxes, and Chris saying, where are my notes? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a uh, three-count tag team match against Chronic, the team of Kid Romeo and... Uh, Kid Romeo and uh, Shannon Moore taking on Chronic with their three-count tag team members ringside, Prince Albert and Gregory Sugar Shane Helms. Gregory Hale. (laughs) No, you can't be Shane. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, Quick back-and-forth match here with... uh, with Shannon Moore hitting the halo on Brian Adams for the win. Post-match, uh, Gregory grabs the mic here with his three-count members ringside, saying that he's entering himself into the Global Lightweight Series at uh, Battleground. Awesome. Uh, where else was I going? Oh, yeah. Uh, women's matchup main event, where uh, Vern Gonya has handpicked the opponent for Jacqueline Moore. So uh, Jacqueline's ringside, uh, sorry, Jacqueline's in the ring with Teddy Long, the uh, manager to the Hall of Pain ringside. And her opponent is Wendy Richter. Jacqueline just sort of laughs going, (laughs) she's too old. (laughs) Oh no. Teddy sort of, uh, up on the apron, whispering in uh, Jacqueline's ear as uh, Wendy's making her way ringside, the former champion. Gets in the ring. Jacqueline, just big lariat, big clotheslines. Uh, picks up Wendy. DDT, under five minutes. Just an absolute clinic here by Jacqueline, proving that she's a real contender for the women's title. Wowie. As we go off the air. Wowie. Uh, my former WWF wrestler of the year at last year's uh, something to fug with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's uh, copping the old shovel, but oh, I don't know how I feel about it. But I know what you're doing, and you're very smart for doing it. Perhaps I should have too. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, week three, my man. Where yeah, where? We are in, I thought this made sense, but it didn't. I think we're slowly traveling down the the coast, I think. I don't know. But we are live from Charleston, West Virginia. West Virginia, take me home. Yeah. Uh, we opened the show up with Trish Stratus versus Velvet Sky. Trish has the upper hand, but Maurice distracts the referee. Angelina loves sneaks in and blinds Trish by throwing makeup powder in her eyes. Velvet Sky rolls up Trish, and Velvet Sky pins the champ in her debut match. Uh, mean Jean announces that next week we will have a wild card drawing for the lethal lottery to, to to determine the ninth and 10th participants of the Battle Bowl Battle Royal. Batista interrupts and says that he had to win a match, but two lucky sons of bitches g- just get their names drawn out and they get a pay-per-view spot. <sighs> That's not what I want. Mean Gene sort of shrugs his shoulders and Batista leaves. 
Later is backstage cutting a promo on Edge, but Edge out of nowhere spears her. DDP says he heard what Goldust said last week. After everything you put me and my wife through, we can barely even look at each other anymore. You don't get to decide when you get to move on, but I will get my closure at the Great American Bash. It's now time for the penultimate Lethal Lottery tag match. The first name drawn out is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Mean Gene says, well, sometimes we get strange pairings from this, but sometimes you get the luck of the draw. He turns a piece of paper around. Chavo's partner is Eddie Guerrero. Well, Ooh. that's randomly nice. <laughs> Ooh, Chavo. <laughs> <laughs> it's still so weird to me that I saw him wrestle in Aubrey. Anyway, I'm booking someone that I saw wrestle at the Aubrey commercial club. Anyway, uh, their opponents are randomly drawn out. It's Billy Kidman. And his partner, Mean Gene, says, well, this should be interesting. Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh, yeah, so three members of the Filthy Animals and Billy Kidman involved in this. In my universe, Billy Kidman's not a part of the Filthy Animals. Oh. Uh, th- <laughs> this is a 25-minute match. Eddie goes for the frog splash. This is just fast place. Fast pace, like lucha spots everywhere. This is a work rate match. Uh, uh, Eddie goes for the frog splash, but Ray pushes him off the top rope. Eddie gets thrown out of the ring by Ray, but as he falls, Chavo gets a tag in. Ray dives to the outside onto Eddie, and Kidman hits a blue thunder bomb on Chavo, and Kidman climbs up, hits the shooting star press for the win. After the match, Eddie is frustrated at Ray and says, we could have had two filthy animals in the Battle Royal, but now it's only one. Ray says, I'm sorry, Eddie. Did you just see what I saw? The chemistry Billy and I have? We're incredible. Maybe he is filthy animal material. Eddie says, I can see what you see, but he has to earn it. So if he beats me next week, he's in the animals. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Thunder Hour, Jake Roberts beats a local with the big DDT. After the match, he gets jumped by the big boss man. Sting comes out for the save with the rest of the crow's nest. But the Ministry attack them before they get to the ring. It was a trap. Sting gets thrown in the ring and boss man repeatedly hits Sting with the nightstick. He handcuffs Sting to the ropes and Undertaker gets in the ring and tombstones Jake the Snake. Undertaker looks at the corner and he sees a bag sitting there. He grabs it and vanishes into the darkness. The Undertaker just stole Jake's snake. Uh, Cactus Jack and New Jack are in a tag match against the Bomb Squad. Mike Awesome and Sid Vicious. I haven't forgot about them, humans. Uh, he does, um, oops, accidentally looked at the wrong line there. But they get attacked by Bam Bam and Douglas hitting their finishes on both Cactus Jack and New Jack on the ramp, and they roll them in the ring. Awesome and Vicious hit stereo power bombs on each man, and they simultaneously pin the Jacks. 
Um, Rock cuts a promo on Big Show and says the only thing about Big Show is this. And he does the chokeslam hand gesture and makes a mocking sound. Now let's see it in slow motion. Now let's see it from another angle. And The Rock does the people's eyebrow after each time. This is an actual promo he did once, and for some reason it's stuck in my memory. Uh, but he gets jumped by The Big Show, who hits a huge punch, knockout punch on Rock. Uh, Norman Smiley defends his title successfully once again, this time against Jerry Lynn. Uh, the Iron Sheik has a match against Michael Hayes. It ends up in a no contest after the Von Eriks and the Steiners get involved and a massive brawl breaks out. Main event time is also Thunderground time. Main event is Meng versus Steve Blackman. Meng dominates Blackman for five minutes, but Blackman pulls out some nunchucks and Kendo sticks and repeatedly bashes Meng's ribs with them. Meng must have broken ribs. The referee stops the fight. Vince, as promised, gives Blackman a suitcase full of cash and says that next month, a bash at the beach, he will get a shot for the title. Brock then lays out Blackman to end Nitro. Steve Blackman get a huge main event rub in WCW. The likes that he would have only ever dreamt of in the WWF. Hi. <laughs> just just checking if you're paying attention. How dare you? <laughs> All right. Week four, Roar is War. Week four and what now with who? Yes, yes, my thing. The thing that does things with the thing. Yeah. I, I can book a show for you if you want. Okay, and go. Val Venus cut, comes out and cuts a promo and says, I'm leaving the WWF to go to WCW. And I'm taking Buff Bagwell with me. Scotty Riggs, you can stay if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But we open Raw with uh, action about to commence as uh, the Mexam Connection are making, a, uh, making their return in ring. Defending the World Tag Team Championships against the team of. Oh no, where'd I put my notes? The team of. Aha, found it. Team of the Funks, Dory Jr. and Terry. Um, sort of quick back and forth match here, but the um, fast paced Luchadors here get the win. With Hooven 2 hitting the Hoovy Splash, followed by Hoovy Lock uh, on Dory for the win. Awesome. Uh, following that, uh, Joel Gertner is backstage mentioning there's been no signings of Taz recently, and that later tonight we will see the ECW Tag Team Champions back in action. Hmm. Uh, we see. Uh, uh, video being sent in from the DX Express where Hunter's saying, uh, does matter who's going to challenge me uh, at uh, um, uh. 
Eddie, in your house. Uh, <laughs> they all can't play the game. <laughs> all right, that that's your new shtick. What, you Triple H voice? Yeah, you got to do that every week now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, quick matchup of Hulk Hogan challenging Georgie Animal still. Uh, with them all to ringside, and in his corner, uh, in George's corner, is Captain Lou Albano. Again, spouting, baby, baby, baby. Baby, Yes, uh, saying, uh, they should make me the new commissioner of the WWF. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> but, uh, it took numbers... me a minute, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers don't work in George's advantage as Jared's on the uh, as Kurt gets up on the apron to distract the ref. Jared runs in from behind, guitar shot. <laughs> Deborah cleans up the mess. Kurt jumps down. Hogan, big boot, uh, leg drop for good measure, and one, two, three. Hogan beats George the Animal Steel. That works for him, brother. I guess it does. I guess it does. <laughs> Uh, women's, 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 women's tag team match here of uh, Alicia Fox tagging with Brie Bella under the new Team Bella, taking on, uh, taking on, uh, where did I put my notes? Taking on, oh, that's <laughs> right, I had, facing, humans. had them facing two locals here uh, with Foxy and uh, with Foxy doing most of the work, getting the Foxy bomb for the win, and Bree just staying on the apron most of the time. Uh, I have taken a page out of uh, NWA where my champions aren't defending that much at the moment. <laughs> That's okay. I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't had my world champion have a match since he won the title. <laughs> yeah. Like two uh, shows ago. <laughs> Backstage, uh, we cut to the boiler room once again with Al Snow. Ed, where are you? Oh, what do you have there? Picks up a bit of paper next to Ed. Congratulations, you are entered into the global... Did you enter me into this without my permission? I told you I don't want to wrestle. No, it won't be good for me. I don't care what you say. I'm not going. And the camera just sort of pans away out of the boiler room again. Um, is this the bit where I say perhaps uh, Steve Blackman jumping ship was probably the best thing that happened for you? <laughs> because, <laughs> hate to say it, but these Al Snow segments are stealing the show every week. They were going to happen later on. But I did want to do a lot more with uh, Blackman first. So it just <laughs> sped up the process. <laughs> now, um, you and I both know who's eligible for the shakeup next month. Oh, boy. Uh, what happens if, for some strange coincidence, Steve Blackman came back? I have a plan for that, too. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. Carry on. Okay, uh, 
uh, backstage, the uh, camera's sort of uh, eavesdropping on the immortal locker room where Hogan says, you see, we've got this company right where we want them. And don't worry, I have a plan coming up. So sort of uh, alluding to something else perhaps coming. Uh, there's a quick match here of Lance Storm defeating uh, where defeating Kurt Hanging, and in the uh, following that, there's a sit down in the ring where Regal and Fit Finley sign their contract for the European Championship at Battleground. Antonio Noki comes down to the ring after commercial, stating that. If he is to challenge Triple H at In Your House, he wants to get rid of D-Generation X, challenging D-Generation X to a gauntlet match at uh, Battleground. And in the main event of the Go Home show, oh, I've got these swapped around. Damn it. The tag match was supposed to go on before that. This is why I shouldn't change everything on the fly. With my notes, I should just write it down and leave it. Uh, Co-main event before the uh, (laughs) Anoki segment. (laughs) Oh, bugger. Uh, The FBI uh, defending the titles here of Tony Marmaluke and Tracy Smothers against the team of the Hart Foundation, the British Bulldog, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart, where it goes back and forth, but Tony Marmaluke manages to lock in the Italian crab on Jim the Anvil for the uh, victory, and the FBI continue to retain these titles, much to Vern Gagne's chagrin. Yeah, so uh, going into the uh, the pay-per-view now. Yeah, great build-up, great build-up. It's all right. It's all right. It's good. It's good. Not great, but good. <laughs> Don't uh, be so humble, you. Week four. What do you got? All righty. We are live from Richmond, Virginia. All right. Uh, Given some Virginia love this month, uh, we open up cold with Angelina Love versus Trish Stratus. Trish is dominating. Once again, same shenanigans as last week. This time, Velvet Sky distracts the referee and Maurice runs in and knocks out Trish with the women's title. Angelina Love pins Trish. Maurice poses with the title. Main Jean's on the stage and draws out the two wild cards for the Battle Bowl Battle Royal. The first name drawn out is... Sherry Lynn! The second name drawn out... (laughs) <laughs> Second name drawn out is Jamie Bargard Noble. Jamie Noble and Jerry Lynn. Batista interrupts and takes out both men, throws them both off the stage and says, "That's now that's what I want. Heyman shows up on the big screen and says they will have two replacements on Sunday and for their sake we will keep the information to ourselves. Batista says that in that indeed is not what he wants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> give me what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying 
trying every week to have a give me what I want spot with Batista. Um, Sorry, go on. It's about building catchphrases here in WCW. Um, all right. Um, do Eddie Guerrero versus Billy Kidman, uh, 20 minute fast paced classic. These, these two dudes just steal the show. Billy reverses the third Amigo and climbs up and hits the shooting star press for the win. It's official. Billy Kidman's now a member of the Filthy Animals. Eddie Guerrero reluctantly shakes Billy Kidman's hand afterwards. Uh, the family's all together now. Uh, the big show. The gang's all here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or are they? Think about it. Uh, the big show cuts a promo on The Rock but gets ambushed by The Rock. They brawl up the stage into the parking lot and Rock hits a huge rock bottom on the ca- on a car. Edge talks about how it's finally come full circle. This is where I like to tie things in long term. His first pay-per-view in WCW was at the Great American Bash month two last year. And he showed up as Leader's boyfriend. On Sunday, he finally puts that bitch in his past. Uh, we get a hype video for the Dudleys versus the Hardys on Sunday. No more need to build up this feud. The mat- the promise of the match itself is enough hype as it is. Uh, the Steiners versus the Von Erichs ends in another no contest after Hayes and Sheiky Baby get involved when the decision is made by the referee. Sheiky Baby... Uh, in uh, vulgar terms, says that that was indeed fucking bullshit. Um, Norman's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Norman Smiley and Tajiri have a hard fought 15 minute time limit draw for the TV title. Uh, even though Norman didn't win, that counts as a title defense for Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley's got four title defenses, he's Whoa. stealing it. Um, will Norman Smiley make it to the lucky 13? Um, Thunder Hour. Bam Bam Bigelow and Shane Douglas versus Cactus Jack and New Jack is a hard-fought 15-minute spot fest from these four extreme superstars. Finish comes when Cactus goes to hit his running knee to the corner on Douglas. But as his back is turned, Bam... Bam Bam pushes New Jack in the corner and gets Douglas out of the way. Cactus accidentally hits the knee on New Jack and turns around into greetings from Asbury Park from Bam Bam for the three count. Main Gene comes out and announces next week on Nitro, the winner of Sunday's scaffold match between Cactus Jack and New Jack will take on Bam Bam Bigelow and Shane Douglas in a triple threat match for the extreme title. Uh, card subject to change, humans. Uh, New Jack starts shoving ca- shoving Cactus and they brawl up the ramp whilst B- Bigelow and Douglas celebrate. Uh, Thunderground time, Brock Lesnar beats up five unnamed locals with suplexes and Kimuras but gets sneak attacked by Meng who lays out Brock and sits on his old throne. We get a hype video looking at the history of DDP and Goldust. 
and main event time, the final Battle Bowl lethal lottery tag match, humans. This is a doozy. The first person drawn out is Vampiro. And, well, we saw it happen last week. The luck of the draws in favour again. And his partner is the total package, Lex Luger. Their opponents are drawn out. Main Jane looks at it and says, well, this will be interesting. It's Sting! Sting going up against Vampiro and Lex Luger. And his partner gets drawn out. Main Jane's face almost goes completely white. And he looks at the camera and simply says, holy balls! It's The Undertaker. The Undertaker and Sting are tag partners on this one. Anyone can be drawn. Undertaker refuses to even get on the apron, forcing Sting to basically have a handicap match against his friends. And his friends know the stakes are high and they can't go easy on Sting. Uh, Vampiro and Luger have complete control, but Taker gets up and makes a blind tag and Tombstone Sting. He then hits a double choke slam on Vampiro and Luger, stacks them and pins them both. Taker and Sting advance to the Battle Bowl Battle Royal, which means that Sting not only has to face Bossman on Sunday, but could have a further two additional matches if he wants the title. The entire ministry beat down Sting, but Jake Roberts makes a save with the great Muda, but Kane holds up the snake bag, and somehow, magically, the snake bag sets on fire, and Roberts is absolutely despondent to end Nitro. Oh, no. Not Damien. Was it always Damien? Uh, when he had his 96 run, it was, uh, what was it? Revelations? Oh, and Earthquake Earthquake squashed Damien at one point in 90, 1991. So then he brought out a new one. It was Lucifer. Wow. That seems a bit... <laughs> Here, you're big. Go squash this snake. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Like, you know, Earthquake's finishing movie, just like run against the ropes and then sit on someone. He yeah. did that to a snake bag. Oh, oh my. And we were meant to believe that he killed Jake's snake. And I remember as a kid actually buying it. <laughs> oh no, poor young Alex. Yeah. Well, uh... speaking of Killer Queens, Battleground. Killer Queen, laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind. Wait, what? We're not doing karaoke? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Battleground, coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Hi. Boston. Boston. Any world champions from Boston? One or two, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if they're important, we'll remember. 
I mean, uh, John Cena's pretty close. Yeah, I guess. I was thinking more NWA, WCW era. I'm sure yeah. if I thought about it. <laughs> okay, I'll put you on the spot. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, he kicks off with the ECW World Tag Team Championship match. The FBI nominating Little Nuncio and Tony Mameluke to defend against Chronic, the tag team. Brian Adams and Brian Clark. Yeah. But the FBI get the win after a Sicilian slice to Brian Clark for the uh, to retain their titles. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got plans. You it's just... Better. It's just, I have to sort of slowly get there. Uh, Battleground kicks off with the first, uh, with the first Global Lightweight Series Round 1 matchup of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Taka Michinoku. A good high-flying spectacle. Uh, both men also very technical as it's a back-and-forth matchup with Taka hitting a Michinoku driver on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the win. Uh, the next matchup is Alex Wright versus Gregory Sugar Shane Helms. <laughs> Gregory Helms. <laughs> what, what era of his career was that in? Like, um... 0506 when there was Gregory Helms and he stopped being the hurricane and turned heel and his whole reason was he wanted to stop the whole reason he changed his name to Gregory Helms was because people liked him as the hurricane so he's going to take away all the entertaining parts of his character oh. okay well Alex Wright versus Gregory Sugar Shane Helms and a good back and forth matchup here, but Helms hits the vertebraker for the win. Match number four of the evening. Another Global Lightweight Series first round matchup of Jushin Fundalaga versus Kid Romeo. And uh, Liger being the more experienced person, although he's caught out by Kid Romeo with the last kiss, and Kid Romeo wins. The uh, final first round matchup is Elix Skipper versus Al Snow. Al comes down to the ring and places head in the corner. Everyone's sort of starting to chant, head, 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 head. <laughs> I'm around. right there with him. I'm right there with him. He's the most over guy on your roster, man. <laughs> I've done a lot wrong, but this is somehow right. <laughs> Uh, back and forth matchup, but Skipper seems to have um, more control, more focus, and he hits the play of the day for the win to advance to the next round. Uh, following that is our European rules matchup of Fit Finley, the former champion, taking on uh, William Regal, the current uh, European champion. So after the first round, uh, European rules, I believe the standard is um, three minutes over five or six rounds. So I've just gone the um, three-minute uh, rounds over five rounds. If if a tie's going to go to judges ringside, I have done this once before <laughs> under a European... Huh? 
But you forgot? No, no, I've done it once before under European rules, and I just made the um the commentators the judges. So for this one, the judges are we have Howard Finkel, we have uh, Vern Gonya, acting commissioner, and we have Captain Lou Albano. Maybe. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So first round. No uh, pins or submissions, so we go uh, deadlocked into the second round. Uh, second round here, as Finley with a schoolboy roll-up gets the uh, quick uh, schoolboy roll-up victory there to end the round short, uh, end the round quickly, or tongue-tied, ends the round quickly, moves to 1-0 as we go into the third round. Third round, Regal is uh, sort of trying various moves here, can't really... Uh, get anything to um get anything to land here as um Finley sort of dutching uh ducking and dodging. He lands uh but he manages to get on the regal stretch as the clock's running down but Finley won't submit. So we're still uh with Finley one ahead after three rounds. Going into the fourth uh the referee sort of uh checking on Regal as his boots are unlaced and um, Finley sort of um, trying to go over, trying to go over drag uh, Regal out of the corner and he pushes the referee aside. Regal has his hand by his boot, reaches up, bang, brass knuckles on Finley, throws him out of the ring, uh, lays on top of Finley, calls the ref over, one, two, three, bang, Regal is now back even, uh, one all, and we cut to the judges ringside who seem disgust. Uh, going into the final round here, one all, uh, back and forth matchup, back and forth, and comes down to the closing stages. There's like a minute left on the clock. Each man trying everything they've got. William trying again for the uh, regal stretch here. Finley trying for the rolling hills, and it comes down to a. Um, a combination schoolboy, like a near fall exchange. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. And the, the referee sort of calls for the bell and the fans are confused as to whose shoulders were down. The referee saying this person. And he's saying Finley and the fans are all cheering. And then uh, Commissioner Ferngonia jumps up and says, no, no, Regal's shoulders were up. Finley's were down. So he's lifting up. Regal's hand and the crowd's booing. So at the end, we're left with a split decision and they go to the judges' scorecard. Uh, Howard Finkel awards the fight in favour of Finley. Vergonia awards the fight in favour of Regal. And Judge <laughs> Captain Lou Albano awards the fight in favour of William Regal, who retains the championship. I was really expecting you to say, for Captain Lou to say, and the winner of this match is George Animal Steel, baby. <laughs> I thought of it, but no. <laughs> I really loved the way you told that finish. Like, because you made it a complete mystery for us as listeners. It's something I'm going to keep note of. I really like that style of the way you told it. Ah, thank you. Uh, going into the uh, Global Lightweight Series second round matches, we have 
Taka Mishinoku taking on uh, Gregory Shukashane Helms. <laughs> <laughs> That's never not going to get funny. Um, back and forth matchup. Tucker here seems a lot fresher, uh, given that he was going against Steamboat. It's somewhat surprising. And Tucker here hits a Mishinoku driver as Helms was trying, trying, trying for a vertebraker, but couldn't quite get it. One, two, three. Tucker advances to the final. On the other side of the bracket, we have a grudge match of Kid Romeo taking on Elix Skipper, the former tag team uh, tag team partners. So uh, Romeo has the advantage early on with uh, with uh, Skipper here sort of uh, retreating to the outside. Now he has... Um, oh. Now he has uh, um, 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 Teddy Long by ringside, sorry, um, sort of uh, coaching him here, saying, you know, it's all good, it's all good. Gets back in the ring, starts working over Romeo's legs, and then all of a sudden hits the play of the day, one, two, three, and Skipper will advance to the final to face Tucker. Time for the Enochiism gauntlet match against the members of DX. So out first is Anoki. He has uh has uh Bull Meccano and um and Hamada in his corner. Tucker's backstage getting ready for his match later with Liger helping him. So it's only two in his corner. First out is Make some noise X-Pac. <laughs> no? You don't like X-Pac? No. Make some noise! <laughs> and Anoki makes quick work of X-Pac, not really breaking out, out of sweat as he uh, gets a quick win here. That's the most surprising result I've ever heard you read. I know. Um, <laughs> following that is the road dog, Jesse James, uh, trying to uh, work over... Uh, Anoki here trying to set up for the pump handle slam. Anoki escapes. Schoolboy, one, two, three. Anoki now has two on the board on his quest to uh, knock off DX. Following that is badass Billy Gunn, who keeps trying to set up for the famouser. Uh, eventually, he goes to land it, but Anoki sort of dodges it. Billy lands right on his ass and he goes, My hole! Oh my oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Chris. He's done it. He's done it. Oh I couldn't resist. <laughs> uh with Billy down, he sort of wobbles back up. Big Anoki drop kick. Picks him up, another drop kick, pins him, one, two, three. He only has one member of DX remaining. Out comes China. And Anoki sort of holding back early as China like starts uh, landing shots on Anoki, sort of not wanting to hit a woman, and he bails out to the outside, and then sort of Hamada and um, Bull uh, ringside sort of uh, standing down, staring down at um, China. China just sort of goes back in the ring, not wanting any piece of them, and as she does, she walks into an Anoki drop kick. One, two, three. Anoki's knocked off. All four members of DX here jumps up, um, 
motions around his waist, pointing at Hunter, who's now on the um, rampway, sort of looking dejected <laughs> that he'll be uh, facing Anoki in Japan for the World Heavyweight Championship. Main event Ooh. time. I was uh, going to say, I'm really shocked by the way you did that gauntlet. Yeah, I'll tell you off air, I had an idea for something else, but I'm saving it. Yep. Uh, main event time is for the uh, light heavy, uh, was it the global lightweight series where the winner will get a light heavyweight championship match at SummerSlam. Taka Michinoku representing Anokiism with Jushin Thunderlighter in his corner, uh, facing Elix Skipper representing the Hall of Pain with Teddy Long in his corner. Good back and forth matchup. Um, sort of Skipper being the younger, quicker man here against Tucker, but Tucker's a lot more technical, trying a lot more um, submission holds, a lot more grappling. Comes down to uh, Skipper eventually hitting the play of the day, one, two, three, and Elix Skipper wins uh, going on to SummerSlam in a championship match with uh, Teddy Long there ringside cheering him on. Yeah, absolutely the right decision. Very yeah. good booking. Ah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so uh, what do we got? WCW. Yes. Uh, oh, one of my all-time worst taglines ever. <laughs> yeah? All right. Hang on. <sighs> Got to get the whole caboodle set up here. So uh, we are going to be doing uh, WCW, the Great American Bash, live from the D.C. Armory in Washington, D.C. The tagline is America, the brutal fool. <laughs> Terrible. Really bad. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> All right. Our theme song this month Yes, it is time for the Great American Bash. America, the brutal fall. Our theme song this month is by John Mellencamp. And we are live from the D.C. Armory in Washington, D.C. On commentary, as usual, is good old JR with Bobby the Brain Heenan. And we'd like to thank John Cougar Mellencamp for the theme song, R-O-C-K in the USA. And we're going to kick off with the opening match. Well, John Mellencamp did say R-O-C-K in the USA, but I'm not sure if this is the R-O-C-K he meant. Out comes the great one, The Rock, and he's awaiting his opponent. He's got a new entrance song. It's a new look. It's the big show. He's got his hair tied back in a ponytail. But it's also that version of the big show that 
used to come out in WCW smoking the cigarette. So he's smoking a cigarette as well. This is just complete lazy, arrogant Big Show. All right, it's all Big Show early, but Rock refuses to give up. Finish comes at the 10-minute mark when Big Show goes for a knockout punch. Rock gets out of the way, and Show accidentally knocks out the ref. Show turns around, gets hit. Bang! Rock bottom. People's elbow time. Rock bounces off the ropes. But out of nowhere comes Batista. A huge spear followed by a jackhammer. He wakes the ref up. Show choke slams Rock and Big Show beats the Rock. Big surprise finish there. I did not see that one coming. And what you will see coming is this next match. <laughs> Horrible segues tonight, humans. Uh, Better than, uh, and speaking of Killer Queens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, the Freebirds versus Sheiky Baby and the Steiners. Eight-minute match. It's essentially a squash, though. Sheik eventually gets the win with a camel clutch on Hayes. After the match, the Steiners and Sheik just, like, flex their biceps at each other and just compare muscles. Um, yeah, just complete squash job there. All right, next up, it's a bull rope match. A bit of a Great American Bash sort of staple in some aspects. we got a Rhodes in a bull rope match. Uh, DDP versus Goldust. This is 15 minutes of pure violence. DDP is a house of fire during this match. He even busts open gold dust with the cowbell. DDP goes for a diamond cutter, but gold dust hits him low blow. Shattered dreams in the corner repeatedly. Six times he hits him with the shattered dreams into diamonds. Uh, diamonds, I guess. Uh, curtain call. One, two, three. Gold dust somehow survives a brutal bloodbath with Diamond Dallas Page. All right, Sting versus the big boss man is up next. Boss man dominates early, even hits the signature boss man slam. But somehow Sting kicks out of one. Sting comes back. Sting a splash. Scorpion death drop. Scorpion death lock. And boss man taps out. Undertaker and his ministry on the ramp. And the ministry try to get down the ramp, but he just he says, Stop. Just you. He points at Farouk. And Farouk runs down. He attacks Sting. Bossman gets up and they double team Sting with Bossman's nightstick. Huge spine buster by Farouk. And then a huge dominator. Farouk says, See you next month, Sting. Damn. Looks like it will be Sting versus Farouk at the bash at the beach next month. The Crow's Nest make the save, but how on earth is Sting even going to be able to make it to the Battle Royal later tonight? Trish versus Madame Maurice is up next. Trish is dominant early, but the beautiful people distract the ref. Uh, yeah, it's just been all the heels. And the beautiful beautiful people's getting involved, distracting the ref, when all of a sudden, 
music hits. What's this? And out, out down the stage runs the debuting Mickey James. She lays out Sky and Love. And Maurice is upset in the ring. Maurice turns around, gets hit with Stratisfaction. Trish retains. Mickey and Trish celebrate in the ring. Maurice grabs the mic and challenges Trish to put her title on the line again next month. But this time at the Bash of the Beach, Maurice wants a five-way. Trish versus Angelina Love versus Velvet Sky versus Maurice versus Mickey James. And Trish some reason or another accepts and we got the debuting Mickey James in World Championship Wrestling. What up, man? Yeah, I had her in my back pocket for a while. Yeah, I wasn't expecting her so soon. It's been six months. <laughs> Has it? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so, well, it's month six. She was part of that draft at the start of the year. Um, yeah, she's got new music, music that I'm shocked she never used on the indies. Maybe she's like one of those people who hates it because... <laughs> because got... they got told it a million times. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. It is now time for the Battle Bowl Battle Royal. We see in the ring, Batista, Raven... Ray Mysterio Jr., the newest filthy animal, Billy Kidman. Dude love the American gigolo. Out comes the Undertaker, and finally Sting hobbles his way down the ramp, clearly not in great condition after the attack from Farouk. Main Jane announces the final two competitors, and the first one, I'm a bad man. Rikishi comes out, and the final one, the master of Kung Fuji, R.I.P. Mr. Fuji, Yokozuna. We see Chris Jericho watching from a skybox in his gear with obvious invested interest in this match. Undertaker never gets in the ring during this match. Batista's dominant early. He eliminates Kidman. The crowd starts chanting, Hoberg, he eliminates Raven. Ray puts puts up a good fight, but eventually Batista eliminates him. The Gigolo and Dude Love team up on Batista, but Maurice on the outside orders Gigolo to take out Dude. Gigolo looks hesitant, but he starts hitting Dude Love. Dude fights back. They near the ropes, and Dude Love hits a Cactus Jack-style clothesline to the gigolo, and both men fall out of the ring. In the process, though, Gigolo's mask falls off, and lo and behold, it's Rick Rude. Dude Love looks heartbroken. Maurice orders Rude to take out Dude, and he hits a Rude Awakening on the outside. <gasps> I am shocked. Yeah. The worst kept secret in wrestling at this point. Um, meanwhile, Sting is laid out in the corner by Rikishi. 
Batista and Rikishi start teaming up on Yoko. But out down the stage runs down The Rock. Uh, the Rock, who hits a huge rock bottom on Batista, getting revenge from earlier tonight. He then tells Rikishi, he's talking to Rikishi and Yoko, and he's like, quit your bullshit. We're family. Family's stronger together. Rock, Yoko, and Rikishi all eventually embrace in a huge group hug in the ring. Could this be the reunite? The reuniting of Too Thick? We see in the skybox Jericho looking furious, and Rock, Yoko, and Rikishi join forces and eliminate Batista. Looks like Too Thick's back together. All of a sudden, Taker gets in the ring and... And surprisingly, him and Sting hit a double clothesline on Too Thick. And your final two is The Undertaker and Sting. They face off. The crowd's going nuts. They're just staring at each other. They're staring daggers at each other. There's so much tension between Taker and Sting here. Taker's about to lock up with Sting. Goes to take a step forward, but he takes two steps back and voluntarily steps over the top rope, and Sting wins the Battle Bowl Battle Royal? Sting just won. Taker just purposely eliminated himself. Commentators speculate perhaps Taker did this on purpose to deliberately fatigue Sting with another match, and if Sting wins the title, that means the Ministry's in line for a title shot. Hmm, Very good insight there, commentary team. Sting looks perplexed but celebrates when Taker gets back in the ring and he chokeslams Sting to the outside. How on earth can Sting possibly wrestle in the main event tonight? Sting is going on to face Chris Jericho. Swig a rum for the working man. Hell yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> Yeah. So our main event set, Sting versus Chris Jericho. Um, next up is the scaffold match for the extreme title. Cactus limps out, reeling from Rick Rude's assault on Dude Love. Somehow, Cactus Jack's feeling the effects of the assault on Dude Love. It's funny how that works. Uh, New Jack comes out. The inside of the ring is filled with tables, uh, three high setup. The scaffold is over the top of the ring. Both men climb up on each side. There's an ugly strike fest on top of the scaffold after about, I don't know, wouldn't be too long, six, seven minutes. New Jack pulls out a stack of light tubes that was taped underneath the scaffold. He levels Cactus with it and he says, I hope you can forgive me. And he pushes Cactus off the scaffold. Cactus goes through about six tables. New Jack is still extreme champion. This is the longest running hardcore slash extreme champion in WCW history. And he is on a whole nother level at the moment. The original gangster, New Jack. Alrighty. We now move on to the Thunderground. Brock versus Meng. It's an evenly contested match at first. Just... Complete uh, complete stalemate when it comes to strength here. 
but eventually Brock um Brock catches a single leg takedown. Brock transitions into side control, rains down hammer punches and knocks out Meng. Brock's celebrating and he drags Meng towards the foot of his throne and he sits on his throne and puts his rests his feet on the knocked out body on of Meng. After the fight though, Steve Blackman sneaks up out of nowhere and attacks Brock with his signature weapons and stands tall. Brock versus Blackman is official for next month for the host title. Or is it? We'll find out after something to fugs with. Uh, it's now time for the Hell in a Cell match for the Tag Team Championship. The Dudley boys versus the Hardy boys. 30-minute bloodbath. They brawl all over the inside of the cell. At one point, Devon knocks the ref unintentionally off the apron into the side of the cell. That must have dislocated his rotator cuff. Uh, the ref, Other referees come down. Bubba and Jeff are brawling outside the ring, and a ref unlocks the door to replace the re- injured referee. In the process, the ref accidentally locks Bubba and Jeff outside of the cell as they brawl ringside. Jeff Hardy throws a chair at Bubba, and Bubba is knocked out on top of an announce table. Jeff looks at the announce table. He looks up. He looks at the announce table. He looks up. He looks at the announce table, and he climbs up. Jeff climbs up. He gets to the top of the cell. Meanwhile, Devon's beating down Matt in the ring, but keeping an eye on Jeff. When Jeff takes his shirt off, we hear that high-pitched scream from the crowd, and Jeff does the unthinkable. Oh, my God, don't do it, Jeff. Don't do it. Think of your future, kid. A huge swanton bomb off the cell onto Bubba through the announce table, Devon's shocked by what he just saw. He can't believe it. But in the process of watching that, Matt rolls up Devon. One, two, three. New tag team champions, the Hardy Boys, the Cell Razors, and Devon helps Bubba to the back. Matt helps Jeff into the ring, and they celebrate with the tag titles. The Hardy Boys... Just after a few months here in WCW, already a tag team champions. Hooray. Uh, the cell, oh, I already said that stuff. Uh, they're celebrating in the ring. But then they get jumped by the bomb squad. James Mitchell says, next month, the bomb squad become tag team champions. And that won't just be awesome. That'll be vicious. Uh, and delicious. Hey. <laughs> and it'll be sinister, minister. Um, next up is Edge versus Leader for the United States Championship. Can Leader continue the momentum for Team Extreme, who just won gold here tonight? Uh, yeah. A rarity, a intergender match for the US title. Edge is dominating early. 
as expected, but Lita gets out of the way of a spear and Edge goes straight into the ring post. Edge is bleeding. Uh, Edge is bleeding. Lita got out of the way just in time. Lita starts to take control. Uh, Lita, Lita starts to take control. At one point, Lita hits a huge suicide dive to the outside. Uh, twist of fate in the ring to Edge. One, two, kick out. She quickly goes up for the moonsault, but Edge gets his knees up and rolls up Lita for the win. Edge retains, but just by the skin of his teeth. Lita continues to assault Edge after the match, but out comes the returning Beth Phoenix. We haven't seen her in months. Her and Edge double team on Lita. We haven't seen her since January at uh, Revenge. Uh, Beth takes out Lita. Lita's out cold. Beth sets up Lita on the mat with a chair under her head. Edge grabs another chair and looks like he's about to hit a one-man concerto on Lita. What? Oh my god, it's the returning Christian. He runs down in the nick of time, and Edge and Beth run away. Christian signals to Edge that he wants revenge, and he wants Edge's title. Edge looks shocked and clutches his title a little extra tight and yells out, in your dreams. Christian, uh, Christian celebrates and helps up later to end the segment. Christian's back, and at last, he's on his own. Hooray. Finally. Hooray. Yeah, we haven't seen Christian for a couple of months after he got kicked out of the then NWO by Edge. Sting, uh, co- Sting comes out for the main event, and commentary makes note of the fact that Sting won his first ever world title at the Great American Bash in 1990. Could history repeat itself today? Uh, Chris Jericho then comes out. Uh, Just before the match starts, Paul Heyman returns in front of the live crowd. He makes an announcement that in two months' time, we will have a unique pay-per-view concept, and it will be live from Copenhagen, Denmark. WCW's going full Viking. It will be the Ragnarok Rumble. Ragnarok. Uh, 30 entrants. Four entrants start the match like a rumble in WCW NWO Revenge. Elimination can be decided by over-the-top rope, pinfall, or submission. And yes, what makes this unique? An entire faction or tag team can enter with just one spot. The last man standing will be will main event Starcade against whoever the champion will be. Heyman has another announcement for this main event. He says 
Jericho, if the ruthless aggression era interferes, every single title holder in his faction will be stripped of their title and each member will be suspended without pay for three months. And the bell rings, ding, 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 Sting versus Jericho. Uh, this is like a 15, 20-minute classic. Sting's in trouble early because of fatigue uh, from his injuries sustained earlier tonight, obviously. Um, sorry, just I did a Chris and I've lost my spot here. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's so... Right. Oh, you got it? <laughs> yep, I <laughs> found it, just lost it, now I found it. Uh, yeah, he's beat up from having to fight through this tournament and throughout the night. Jericho appears to be deliberately trying to drag this match longer as he is aware of the condition Sting's in. Jericho hits a bulldog, goes for the lion salt, but Sting gets up before Jericho hits it. Sting makes his classic beating his own chest come back. Left hand after left hand, Jericho goes into the rope. Atomic drop. He whips Jericho into the corner. Sting a splash. Sting has this under control. He picks up Jericho and hits him, uh, hits him with the scorpion death drop. He goes to lock the death lock on when the lights go out. The lights come back on and there are four giant Ministry of Darkness symbols hanging, two on each side of the stage. There's a person bleeding and tied to each symbol and they're passed out cold with the entire, the entire Ministry standing in the middle of these four giant Ministry-like symbols. We see the bodies hanging from these symbols. From left to right, it's the Great Muda, Lex Luger, Jake Roberts, and Vampiro tied to the symbols, and they are bloody messes. Undertaker is laughing. <laughs> and Sting can't take his eyes off of his bloody friends on these symbols. Kane steps forward and does his signature Kane hands up, hands down. As his hands go down, the lights go off. The entire stage lets off a massive set of fire. The lights come back on and the entire ministry and the symbols are gone. And the crow's nests are unconscious, bleeding on the stage. Sting looks, looks concerned, turns around. Code breaker. One, two, three. Jericho retains. Jericho retains. All because of the shenanigans of that no good uh, Ministry of Darkness. Um, Sting eventually gets up. Sting eventually gets up and checks on his friends, but he gets jumped by the Ministry once again. Undertaker comes back out and he's holding, he's holding Jake's snake bag. We thought that was set on fire. The Ministry holds Sting and force him to watch as Undertaker lets the snake out of the bag. And out comes Damien, but Damien looks different. It's no longer that giant brown snake. It's a giant black snake. The snake's turned heel. <laughs> and 
and take a force's sting to watch as the snake bites Jake Roberts' arm. The lights go out again. The ministry disappear yet again. Sting helps Jake and his other friends backstage as the entire Ruthless Aggression era come out to celebrate with Jericho. Chris Jericho and the Ruthless Aggression era celebrating in the ring. But once again, the lights go out. Oh my god, it's that video again. It's a, it's another code. It's a similar looking code to last night, last month. The video finishes with the letter and number combination. B, 19, 23, 5, 5, 20. For anyone keeping track at home. Uh, Jericho and the era, the Ruthless Aggression era, look perplexed as we fade to credits. Bit of reggae, baby. Rich Man, Poor Man by the Gladiators is our theme song for the credits. Meanwhile... Somewhere in Connecticut, we see a McDonald's restaurant. (laughs) We see an employee clocking out of work for the day. But But before he leaves, he gets stopped by management, who hands him a pink envelope. The employee looks upset and walks out of the restaurant, throwing his apron in the bin on on his way out. We finally see this employee's face. Oh, my God, it's Shane McMahon. He's working at McDonald's now, and he can't even hold that job. We see him catch the bus home from work. He gets home, and it's a run-down old trailer park. We see in the background Jamie Noble hanging out his washing. (laughs) Shane gets into his trailer, and he has a card in his hand. The card has a phone number on it. He calls the number and says, I know I'm the last person you expected to hear from, but but I'm desperate. If the rumours are true, if the rumours I heard are true, that means there's good money in what you're about to do. You'll need help getting, getting an in, and I'm willing to do anything to help you as long as I get paid. Shane waits for a response and says, you won't regret this. I'll see you soon. And we fade to black. Interesting developments as Shane McMahon's life crumbles around him. (laughs) You could almost say he went from McMillions to (laughs) McDonald's. We got about McMillions. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know how you forget. Yeah, I know, right? It's a pretty big thing in the time. <laughs> yes, it was. Did anyone actually legitimately win money from that? Yeah, they they did give away like a fair chunk. Oh, okay then. Somehow. Um, yeah, I looked up later. The only men's championship I can see her challenging for once unsuccessfully. 
was the light heavyweight championship in late 2000 against Dean Malenko. That makes sense. Yeah, I should have thought of that one. She had that feud with Dean for a bit. Yeah, that that's the only one that I could find. Um, yep. Really good WCW this week, this month. Yeah, yeah, we went we went hard again, uh, as yeah. I tend to do. I can't control myself when I start writing. Usually, the the longer amount of time between recordings for Fugs, the bigger my shows get because I just keep coming up with ideas and throwing them in. <laughs> ah. I see. Yes. So uh, for next month, we've got uh, Bash at the Beach announced, and we've got three matches announced so far. The Hardy Boys versus the Bomb Squad uh, for the tag titles. Brock Lesnar versus Steve Blackman. And a women's championship five-way. Trish versus Mickey versus Angelina versus Velvet Sky versus Barice. <gasps> Do you have a tagline yet? <sighs> yeah, I've got a good one for... The Bash at the Beach, hang on. Uh, it's actually probably my best one, I think. Or worst, okay. depending on on uh, your opinion. But it will be WCW Bash at the Beach. Slip, slop, and slam. I love it. I love it, Mattel. Ah, twist time. Twist time indeed. Who's going first? I am. Yep. Oh, no. I'm not having a good run. Like, it's not anywhere near as bad as your worst, but I'm consistently not getting great things. Oh, um, you've got one on your roster who has one. Yeah, I know. I was going to talk to you about this. Does it count? I guess it does. It should. It should make it interesting. Or if they come back, if like, they change roster. If they, if they jump ship, should it count? Because theoretically, like in real life, it wouldn't. But in this game, it, we should keep it interesting and let it be. I'll leave it as your call. I'm happy right. either way. Just let All me right. know what you think. Yes or no? Does it count? Ooh. That's a pretty big name. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing much. But I'm honestly really lucky because I was he's ridden off at the moment and he wasn't coming back next month. <laughs> coming back next month in the main event. <laughs> not anymore. But uh, for the record, humans, I don't mind divulging the information. Kevin Nash has a wellness violation. Surprisingly, not his tag team partner. All right, you're up. What could he start get this time? First time 
this twist has been drawn out, and this is a good one for you. It is. We actually talked about this earlier <laughs> as a joke. All right, let me just pull up the official uh, Freeze on the Game Show rule book. All righty. This is the that doesn't work for me, brother twist. Whoever draws this twist can hang on to it for as long as they like. It can only be used as your opponent is about to start a match. You yell out, that doesn't work for me, brother. And then your opponent has to change on the fly the result of the match they're about to read out. So who gets that card? Do I have it and affect your roster? Yep. Ooh. Yep, you've got creative control, brother. Okay. Yep. So I've got a block in my pocket and one of those. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing all right this year. You're doing... Uh, and I haven't forgotten... You haven't yet used a particular twist that you've received, and it is a pick-your-own-twist twist. Yeah, I've got to do that soon. I might do that next month. If I don't do it on air, I'll do it afterwards. Yeah. Because I forgot when I drew that, so that'd be coming up soon. Yeah, I'm, I've got, like, maybe... I think it's like two or three episodes left before my block expires. Mm. Like, so just All that, right. that was it pick your own twist? Yep, pick your own twist. So what do I pick something for you? No, you pick anything for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can pick anything. Like you Feel free to pick um Pick nine-month injury for one of your guys. <laughs> okay. Here, uh, nine-month injury to so-and-so. Would you like a trade of them? <laughs> okay. Uh, Depending suppose, on who, yes. I suppose we should uh, sign it off. Yeah, hell of a show, guys. A bit rambly and tangenty today, but that probably makes the best stuff, so... Thanks for joining us on this Fruity's Ultimate Game Show adventure. And if you want to talk to us about our ridiculous booking, uh, about how over Al Snow is, about uh, how I should probably push Scott Steiner and the Iron Sheik a little bit harder, all that sort of stuff, uh, you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity's Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Oz Style, and you can find Chris at... at I'm Chris Funder. As well, you can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Oz Style archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling Rap Wednesday on YouTube, or using the RSS feed Found the show notes below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
All right, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give us the Triple H impression to go out with. Well, uh, 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 Al, that uh, doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, I think uh, I'm gonna have to uh, disagree. I'm just gonna hit head with uh, my uh, sledgehammer. 